0: Hello, and welcome to The Sleep Teacher Pod, the podcast for all the parents out there who just want sleep. I'm Christy, owner of The Sleep Teacher, and I am joined by my colleague, Beth. If you are in the trenches of sleep deprivation, we see you, we feel you, and trust us, this podcast is going to become your new BFF. We want you to know that you can still be a lovingly attached parent and get good sleep. You don't have to choose between the two. So pop bub in the carrier, grab yourself a coffee, Put those headphones in because we have all the sleep tips coming your way. Let's get napping, Mama. Hello everybody, it is Christy and Beck from The Sleep Teacher. Hello. Hello,
1: Christy. (sighs) Another week. (laughs) I know. It's just rolling by
0: me about it. I was literally sitting down this morning. I was at the gym, with my little posse that I go with, and we're just talking about like the next few weeks in that lead up to Christmas. And it's just insane, isn't it? Like you just think you've got so much time and I'm freaking out now because we always go away the week before Christmas as well. So we go away on like the 15th of December when school breaks up and get home Christmas Eve. So I have to be so organized, like (laughs) literally have to have everything done because we get home Christmas Eve and it's like we have this big Christmas party and like on Christmas Eve so if we're not organized by like the 15th it just do you have Christmas at your
1: house
0: yeah so we have like breakfast with Mitch's family at his house and then we have lunch here with my family and then we usually just we're really lucky because we do like breakfast and lunch and then in the afternoon we sort of just do stuff with our best friends like our neighbors who are are really good friends they come so like two families and we just
1: hang out and it's really nice
0: kids swim and have a few cocktails (laughs) and yeah
1: just hang out yeah what about you For Christmas, yeah, we do the sort of week before I do my family and we just get Mm. it, everyone chucks in and gets catered and we just have swims and all that so so no one's stuck in the kitchen and it's like really chill. And we just do like presents for the kids because I have a million nieces and nephews. (laughs) And then, yeah, Christmas day is pretty chill. Like Christmas Eve, I like to keep Mm. at home with the boys and do like Christmas movie and get ready for Santa and all that fun stuff. The reindeer food out. I I know. Yeah, see
0: that's something like it. Yeah, we make like the reindeer food, and we make the cookies and stuff, and we actually we hand them out to like some of our friends' kids and things like that. It's just something we've always done, and yeah. So getting home from camping on like Christmas Eve morning, and then doing all that and whatnot. It's it's, so fun. It's a part of it. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm that chick who puts their tree up in November. So hi.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm literally yeah all about it. Mine, mine. Well, what are we now like? It's like the first week of november so i reckon mine could go actually go up this weekend i reckon it's acceptable yeah. now
1: i feel like okay right,
0: let's do it <laughs> let's do it <laughs> um okay well we are going to be chatting all things this week regression or progression so there's so much noise out there oh about sleep regressions, and it's a lot so we're going to break it down for you and say okay Is this a regression or is this progression? Everything from, like, the dreaded four-month sleep regression up until, like, the two-year sleep regression, which obviously, you know, we're going to sort of debunk whether or not we think these actual titled regressions are a regression or a progression in your little one's development. Mm. But, yeah, you're going through a little bit of a progression at the moment, aren't you, with Brookie?
1: Brookie he's Mm. starting to trim his day nap down, which... I mean, Let the fun yeah, begin. Like, <laughs> third child, you're kind of waiting for that to happen because then you can sort of, it frees your day up with your older too, especially on the weekends. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we can do beach trips and like all that stuff, I not know. ruled by the lunchtime nap.
0: And I think like, I always find too, like bedtime just oh, gets yeah. a little bit easier because you're like, they're so yeah. knackered and they just pass out. As long as you get that sweet spot, otherwise they can be overtired in bedtime isn't yeah, too yeah. fun, and it's like they get that second mm. win. But yeah,
1: it's, so all the typical is- like he started to carry on at bedtime a little bit more. He, you know, he was sleeping until seven. He started waking up sort of six thirty and then six. So I was like okay we need to like he was at about 90 minutes and so now we're he's about an hour but I feel like that's going mm. to drop quite dramatically because he is nearly two and a half uh, next month I think he's yeah. two and a half. Do
0: you reckon you're going to have to start dropping it for Oh yeah
1: him, I do. Or do you yeah. like cap it, oh, capping yeah, yeah. it? And yeah. it, it is difficult yeah. because he's not fun to wake up. At daycare he's so fine like she said because I was talking yeah. to her and, and I'm lucky to have a daycare that does sort of wake them <laughs> but yeah it is tricky too so I've got to like prep him before he goes down it's like when we wake up we'll watch a bit of wiggles mm. and like have a zoopa duper.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like encourage oh have something God. to entice him but, to want yeah,
1: to get up it's like I've tried to find the sweet spot of like just making a bit of noise outside the room like letting him try mm. to naturally wake up with me doing it <laughs> yeah yeah opening the blinds (laughs) so anyway we'll watch this space but hopefully within Mm. the next couple of months i'll be nap free which will be weird because the last seven years Mm. has been nap city in my life you've had your little hour of power yourself so (laughs) just the next step isn't it into that no naps it's weird yeah Mm. (laughs) we'll keep you updated
0: with that too guys we will let you know how it goes with that dropping of the day now and also a little community update thank you again everyone's been leaving us reviews which has been amazing and we really really appreciate it because we know you all appreciate us doing these podcasts and you're enjoying them and it does take a lot of time to put together <laughs> but we do we love doing it because we love chatting about sleep but yeah it, it does make it that little bit more rewarding when we see those reviews come through and you're sharing on your like instagram stories and tagging us when you're getting your coffee with listening to podcasts and all that. like it's really nice and Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it and we love it. So please keep that coming and sharing the love. I also wanted to give you a little TV series, another Midnight Mama's recommendation. We've been watching Lioness on Apple TV. It's by Taylor Sheridan who does um, Yellowstone. Oh, my gosh, I really Mm. like it. Like it's quite – I feel like I get a little bit anxious because it's like they show you the ending at the start. So the uh, first scene you see in the opening episode is actually the ending. So you know how it ends, but then they like rewind and they lead you up yeah. to that moment. So you know
1: what? They happening. did that with Queen of the South but, too. Oh mm. my
0: god, it's intense. But yeah, I like that and I would highly recommend. Maybe yeah, <laughs> I don't watch it before bed though. Because I
1: felt like I was sitting there going, Oh my god, mm. god, I don't know if I can watch this before I go to sleep. Are you but, watching the new Kardashians? Yes. What do you re- I'm like not loving it. No. I don't think there's don't enough drama in it for me. It's it's a lot about there's Kim's not. business life. Which mm-hmm. like is great for her, yeah, but <laughs> give me the drama. There's always the
0: saga between Courtney. her and yeah.
1: Courtney. Yeah. But that happens
0: in every family mm -hmm. doesn't it probably not to that (laughs) extent but
1: fighting over like (laughs) their extravagant weddings
0: oh my god yeah no i I do but yeah i'm always it's just more like i put it all in the Mm -hmm. background scrolling on your phone Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, well, let's get into this regression or progression. We would love to know as well where your little one is at with their regression or progression. So whether it be the four-month regression all the way up to the two-year, we have you covered today. Please drop us a DM and let us know where you're up to. We would love to know. And, yeah, we hope you find this episode helpful. Let's get into it.
1: Regressions is the topic what, what let the fun begin.
0: <laughs> we yeah, we're gonna cover when they happen, why they happen, and Do they
1: happen? No, I'm kidding.
0: Are <laughs> they really a thing? I don't know. Look, it's a very I think the more you listen to this today, you'll probably understand where we're coming from. But to us We know there's a four-month sleep regression and we know it's a thing and we know why it happens. And we're going to go into that if you haven't already listened to our four-month sleep regression podcast previously. We will go over that today. But as for the others, you may jump on our side of the fence and come out of this thinking, is it all hype? Is it really a
1: thing? Yeah. And I think there definitely is things, you know, that happen around these months But also, I think parents tend to look, which is fair enough, look for reasons as to why our little ones, you know, might be struggling to sleep. So, yeah, it's tricky for sure.
0: Yeah. And like the most common, obviously, there's a four month, then there's also the sort of they say like six months and they say eight, but it's really around that six, eight months. I can again. Four, five, we'll, six,
1: seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. 12, yeah. Teenager.
0: <laughs> they just keep coming. The gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Then we go roughly around the 12 month one and then around two years. But judging by our inboxes, there's one at eight weeks, yeah. four months, five months, six months, because it can be so easy just to pinpoint and say, yep, okay, it's a regression or it's teething or whatever. But yeah, as for the regressions and why they sort of tend to happen around these ages, it's a lot more to do with those developmental milestones, changes with your little one's development in terms of routine and needing a little bit more awake time. What might have been working previously may no longer be age appropriate. So yeah, we'll go over all of that today and give you a bit more of an understanding and yeah, hopefully make you um, feel a bit more at ease about that impending next regression. (laughs) So, yeah. So if you haven't already listened to our four-month regression podcast, like I said before, we have done a whole episode on that because that one deserves a whole episode because it really is a thing. It's your little one's sleep cycles have now started to mature and become more adult like so to speak and they are starting to produce their own sleep hormones whereas previous to that four month mark they weren't. So there's definitely a lot of changes that go on here and it is definitely the biggest out of a bad bunch. And
1: really normal to have your newborn sleeping relatively well and especially overnight. This might be catnapping but you know, especially if you've got a child who can self settle. And then you can all of a sudden around that 16 week mark, they start to wake up at random times that they haven't done. And so that can be a little bit like, what am I doing wrong? But it is literally massive changes happening for them. (laughs) So usually if you did have some sleep things sorted, you know, some healthy sleep habit, they usually go through it pretty smoothly there's a few more wake-ups but you know they kind of get back to it quite quickly whereas if we start going into these wake-ups and really helping them back to sleep by heavily involving ourselves where we might not have before or even if we had that's where it can sort of become more of a pattern rather than just a bit of a blip yeah yeah
0: yeah. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things too like you just said Beck before. You can definitely pop some foundations down in place earlier on so that it will make that transition a little bit easier, but all children will go through this regression regardless. Some just find it a little bit more of a bumpy yeah, ride than and I-
1: others and we we have lots of parents that are like what 4 month regression like literally don't notice it. A lot yeah. of the time that can be if they're co-sleeping or something that You might not notice the new wake-ups because, you know, you can quickly help them. They're easily assisted doctors. So it's more so the little ones that are, you know, in their own sleep space, even if they're in the parents' room or in their own room and that sort of thing. The dummy that starts falling out, that's a really big one around that age as well. But, yeah, some babies do just sail through. I know my first did, and he was in his own sleep space. He literally, it was, like, two nights or three nights of, like, an extra wake-up, and I was kind of like, oh, that's weird. Is he agreeing? Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, back to really good stretches of sleep. So, yeah, it's just a bit-
0: And I think it's one of those things too, like, if you are watching that clock and you're counting down for it, you're going to probably notice it a lot more.
1: Especially, like, I guess this is a whole another issue of like watching the monitor as well. That can be really triggering. (laughs) (laughs) I think because babies wake up overnight, that's okay. And like, there's so much information that we have now with monitors of downloading every movement and which, you know, it has great benefits, but sometimes we need to remember that waking is normal and that's okay. It's what we do with the wake up that's last. Yeah. We all wake Mm. overnight.
0: We do. We just don't remember it half the time.
1: Or maybe (laughs) an app to tell us exactly when it was. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like a lot of these new monitors and things like you're talking about, they will literally show you when your baby woke and, you know, their active sleep and Mm. whatnot. And if you are looking at that too, like we're talking they're awake for a few minutes, like completely normal. They're just resettling. Like it's not anything to worry about. So don't get too caught up on that. But, yeah, those main changes you will see are pretty much those 40-minute cycles of a day and sort of closer to that sort of two- to four-hourly overnight as opposed to previously probably doing bigger stretches.
1: Yeah, the four-month one is a doozy for some, but the others, you know, they're kind of, what's the next one? I think it's that six- to eight-month.
0: Well, yeah, like, again, (laughs) don't think Beck doesn't know her stuff when she says what's the next (laughs) one. Like, it's just, again, that these aren't necessary. like we don't really believe that this is so much it's a regression it's a progression it's just a change in your baby's development and their growth and it's so normal but we just point and say yep yeah, it's a regression everyone wants to point the finger at something but it essentially yeah. is changes and it therefore just means it's a good indication that your little one needs some tweaking like things may no longer be working when they previously were. So the six to eight month one, and the reason we say six to eight months is because there's such a variance there with little ones that are going through this because it has a lot to do with transitioning and dropping that third nap and the need to extend awake windows. So some babies will go through this around sort of, you know, six, six and a half months. Some won't be until closer to eight months. So there is that variance there. There's also
1: crawling comes into play at this age as well. And we do know when babies have learnt a skill, they want to practice, practice, practice. And it often does happen in the middle of the night for whatever reason.
0: After they've had that little stretch yeah, of sleep. And, in there.
1: <laughs> and that's okay. Like, again, we don't want to automatically assume just because our baby is awake in their cot that we have to go and force them to go back to sleep again.
0: Intervene. Because
1: yeah. we don't. Let them play and chat and roll around. Let you them know, do and, Yeah, it can be wakeful for you. And that's where I would say if you can, turn your monitor down or over or if you can hear your baby through the wall if they need you, just maybe, yeah, try and turn, turn that the off. Volume. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I think that's the thing. We get ourselves in a panic, a bit of a tears, like, oh, my God, they're awake, they've got to go back to sleep. And these little phases, they don't last for long. Like these regressions as such, like that if you aren't over playing your role as such and trying to intervene and trying to force them to stop crawling or, you know, stop rolling, things like that, it could essentially more than likely result in a bit of a pattern that might be, you know, unsustainable for you um, where your little one feels that they need you to come in every time they roll over or every time they start crawling and rocking back and forth. And yeah, it can be fun and games for a while.
1: So, the first thing to always check when the nights are a bit different and you might think, oh my gosh, they're going through a regression okay, have you been on the same routine for a while? Because if that's the case, it's likely that your little one either needs more awake time before bed, less day sleep to create that higher drive. As they get older, they don't need as much day sleep. So just ask a few questions before you automatically just think the routine's fine and they're just going through a regression. And then,
0: you know. Even just like, an extra 10 to 15 minutes between the naps to help encourage like a longer nap if they were previously napping really quite well at lunch and doing you know close to an hour and a half two hours and now all of a sudden they're at like an hour it could be a good indication a yep morning nap needs to be trimmed or we need to look that's already trimmed let's now increase add a little bit bit more awake time on in between the two Mm. naps
1: and it could also be um we see a number of babies who are assisted to sleep at the beginning of the night, which works fine. They sleep really well. But then come six, seven, eight months, they do start to possibly become more aware of for whatever reason they're assisted to sleep and they start waking up and looking for that same thing that got them to sleep at the beginning of the night. So typically we see that more emerge at the four month mark, but some babies are able to still feed to sleep, rock to sleep, whatever it is, and sleep well. But then around that six, seven, eight-month mark, that's where the resettling issue comes into play. So again, like, look at the routine. Is your baby self-settling? There's some things that you would address first, rather than think this is a regression and it will sort of pass in.
0: Yeah, and like you just said, they're back to they can become a little bit more. Like that resettle can get a bit more tricky as they get that little bit older. Um, they become so much more socially aware, and that environmental awareness can really spur some overstimulation. So yeah, so you might find that what was again working previously may no longer be age-appropriate. Appropriate and it's time to reassess. And yeah, they're that. just
1: they're just outgrowing it. That's all it is. There's not it's not that it's wrong or anything like that. It's just they're getting that bit older, and they really do thrive off a bit more space to settle rather than mm. you doing it all for them. So,
0: but yeah, with those skills, those developmental milestones like the rolling or the. Sitting, crawling, whatever it is. Lots of practice during awake time. Like, (laughs) really take that opportunity to practice. We've got some great sort of examples of, you know, like tummy time and rolling and things like that on our Instagram page. But yeah, just really try to take that opportunity to practice during awake time so that it's not happening as much overnight. But again, if it does happen overnight, these developmental milestones, they're usually only a week or two. They don't last forever. So, If they are going on longer, it's probably a good indication that there's something else contributing. Mm.
1: And, again, like if you are having really wakeful nights of them having a bit of a party, like crawling and sitting and rolling, like probably don't offer too much more day sleep the next day to like make up for it because that's as well another sort of bit of a vicious cycle you can get into. So yeah, I would very much still get up at that sort of around that same time and proceed with naps as per normal and don't stress too much about, oh, well, they've been awake for however long in the night time because it will sort itself out. And also it's at like that eight month mark where that object permanent comes into play or separation anxiety. So again, that's another little thing that developmentally they're going through and they do really notice if mum goes behind a wall that she's gone. So we still really want to not panic again and still allow them to You know even if they crawl over and desperately cling to your leg just talk to them it's okay sweetie Mummy's here I'm just doing this or just doing this like we don't have to automatically scoop them up you know because we want to show them like it's still okay like I'm still close by but I'm just doing this you know and then go back over and spend some time with them on the floor and playing and then so that can really help with that separation anxiety come bedtime as well
0: yeah that plays a huge role at this age (laughs) Is your little one an amazing sleeper? You can pop them in the cot and they'll happily go to sleep unassisted, but there's still that one pain point you can't get on top of. Whether it be transitioning from naps, early starts, fragmented night sleep, false starts, whatever it is, our quick fix consult is perfect for you and your family. We can go through your situation, identify what is causing that one little issue and put a plan in place and restore sleep to your house. All you have to do is go to our website, Book in that 30-minute consult and sleep is on its way. Same, leading into again the next one, the 12-month regression. So, again, like the six to eight-month one, this one also has a lot to do with those developmental milestones but also the transitions between the naps. Again, a reflection of needing a more awake time, some tweaking to routine. It's all developmentally normal and a progression, not so much a regression. Mm. This one usually does have a lot to do with the transition between two-to-one naps.
1: And although, um, into toddlerhood.
0: <laughs> yeah, let the fun begin. Yeah. So if you've listened to our two-to-one nap transition podcast, you would know that we really do try to encourage you to hold on to that morning nap at this age because we do feel that 12 months is a little too young to drop it for 99% of babies. So if you do find that your little one is starting to fight that morning nap and you just feel that, yep, they're ready to drop that nap. They're one now. They don't need that nap. Just because they're fighting it doesn't mean they don't need it still. Mm -hmm. There are ways to help encourage it and bring it back. You might have the odd day here and there where they do fight it and it just doesn't happen. But if we were to do that long term, it's just that reoccurring sleep debt that can build up and result in a lot of overtiredness, a lot more night wakes, early rising, all those knock-on effects. So, we really do want to try and encourage it, whether it be an assisted nap in the car or the pram, whether it be pushing it back slightly or whether it be waking your little one just that little bit earlier, as much as none of us probably want to do that. It's just in order to encourage that that nap. And that's
1: just really in that transition of dropping that first nap, which can happen, you know, 14-ish months. So it would only be trying to help them keep it for that little bit longer, even if it's only 15 minutes, you know. At 12 months of age, if they don't want the full 30 minutes, 15 minutes is so much better. Like if you can whip around the block in your car or something like that. So again, it's normal for nap strikes around this age.
0: And they definitely at this age have developed a lot more stamina Mm -hmm. to...
1: Less net net you know, so
0: it's yeah. Oh. <laughs> they can fight that up, and they can fight it till the cows come home. So yeah, just because like I said, just because they're fighting, it doesn't necessarily mean they need to mm-hmm. drop it. But again, they're going through so many developmental milestones. Like like that standing, some are yeah. even walking. Yeah.
1: Language language um, is a big one. Uh, um, it is too. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: And it can be frustrating for them too, trying to communicate. But yeah, those mental and cognitive milestones, they can definitely impact sleep. And you can find that there's those wakeful periods overnight where they are practicing those skills and their little minds are in overdrive. But like with the six to eight month one, we don't want to overplay our role. We want to just give them that little bit of space to try to master that new skill. Yep, this is just a skill I've got on my sleeve now. It's no big deal. I don't need mum to come in and lay me down every time I'm standing at the cot.
1: Like unless they're upset and letting you know, if they're just awake, I wouldn't be going in there.
0: No, absolutely not. Because it's going to be like game over. Oh, mum's here. Dad's here. It's time to play. And then you leave and they Um, get upset. (laughs) Yeah. So if they are just happy, chilling in their courts, standing up, (laughs) throwing their dummies and comforters out let them do that and just be guided by them if they get emotional and they need you to go in then absolutely go in and yeah and that's where just laying them down and showing them what to do because sometimes when it is a new skill and they are standing they may not physically know how to lay down so just show them so Help them, assist them to lay them down and lots of that again in the day is great to practice so if you're in their room you know with all the blinds open, the lights on, you might just be putting washing away or something and they're just happily playing in their cot with some toys show them if like get them to stand and lay them down and show them how to do that that can all help and it's not at sleep time and just even like standing on the coffee table holding the coffee table and helping them get down so things like that can really help to master those skills but that little bit of space that we were talking about is where the magic happens you really want to give them that little bit of space and the benefit of the doubt that they can do it
1: and then the lovely sort of 18 slash two-year sleep regression. I feel like the 18 month one's probably more so they're coming out of that like real babyhood. They're needing some firm boundaries, but we still might be looking at them like our little baby.
0: And also too, Beck, I think that could also be for some of our clients' more so the babies that have held on to the two naps for a little bit longer as yeah. well. So they might be like that 16 to 17, 18-month mark and they think that's what's happening because, yeah, it may not have happened at 12 months and they've held on to that nap for a little bit longer. But, yeah, there is definitely a lot, a lot going on it's, there as well. Yeah,
1: I feel like the 18- and 2-year-old one really is more so to do with them just becoming a toddler, pushing boundaries and parents being a little bit unsure of how to respond especially if it's your first it's
0: such a new like you're not used to that you're not used to the no
1: (laughs) or their tantrums and we we really need to embrace the tantrum guys (laughs) like yeah especially young like start younger because the older they get those demands are coming out, the tantrums, the scream, it's all fine. Like they're meant to do that. They're toddlers, like they're re- They don't know how to regulate, you know, it's just all comes out. And if we can really just be there and not need to want to silence the cry or fix the tantrum straight away, you will see these little bumps, especially at bedtime. They don't last long. But yeah, I really do feel like these toddler regressions are to do more so with behavioural, like you know, they're finding their way, they're seeing what they can get away. Yeah, behavioural boundaries as such. They're
0: just it's newfound freedom, newfound independence testing what they can and can't get away with. And we do, I know, like you just said, back, like we literally want to do everything to avoid a meltdown and conflict and saying no sometimes can lead to that. So that's, yeah, it is really important just holding that boundary and being okay. And
1: with no having- is a very acceptable thing to say to your 18 or two-year-old who they don't know what they want or need really. Like we, we are the ones sort of guiding them, you know? So Of course, there's going to be times where they absolutely don't want to do, you know, X, Y, Z. It's just about being really comfortable with letting them have the emotion and not feeling like you need to, you know, like there's plenty of toddlers that really want to watch TV all day, but we probably wouldn't do that because we know that we need to limit screen time because that's for their best interest. So it's the same with every other thing, like they're always going to come at us with things that they want or what they think they want like getting strapped into that car yes like anything like
0: <laughs> yeah and it's funny like it is one of those things when you do hold the boundary there you're like no darling you have to get in your seat and you deal with the tantrum you probably laugh it off and just giggle to yourself and go well, well you're okay, fun. And start
1: pop some music up yeah. <laughs> I do.
0: oh go through Mac and get a triple shot <laughs> latte but you're okay with it but it's funny when it's things like sleep and just yeah those boundaries yeah we do find it hard and toddlers obviously find it hard to self-regulate so it can make the emotion a lot more heightened but yeah it's just like anything else like the more you give an inch they take a mile so and I
1: do really (laughs) Um, believe if you set those clear boundaries as young as like you know 18 19 20 months you will see it easier for yourself because your toddler will know what to expect when mum says no she means no you know it's not no tantrum, tantrum tantrum okay here's whatever you know so we want our toddlers to know we mean what we say and it can be really tricky with the crying and things but it's great in the long term i promise you
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it will make it a lot easier yeah so i think as you can probably see from all of these and I hope you now have a better understanding of why Beck and I say like, we don't believe as such as in terms of the regressions, like we think it is more developmental progression. So yeah, I'd be interested to see what you all think now that you've listened to this, but we absolutely know that four month regression. Sleep does <laughs> turn into a little bit of a shit storm for a little while and that is a regression, but the others are more of those progressions in the right direction that your little one should be going. And it's just a matter of tweaking it and making sure that it's now age appropriate and going to sort of fit. And they won't last forever. If they do go on for longer than, say, two weeks, then it's probably a good indication that something else is contributing and we can always help with that. But, yeah, let us know in the comments here or on our Instagram. Send us a message. Let us know what you think. Do you think that this is really a regression or a progression? Um, Well, that's it for us anyway today, guys. I hope you found this helpful and we'll be back in your ears next week. Nighty night. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Sleep Teacher Pod. We hope you've walked away feeling just that little bit more at ease with your parenting journey. Please remember, nothing is a problem until it actually becomes a problem for you and your family. If you've enjoyed our company today, we would love if you could please subscribe or leave a review, or maybe even both. But if you are wanting more sleep tips right away, use the link in the show notes to find out how you can get started with one of our amazing sleep consultants and follow us over on Instagram at The Sleep Teacher. We can't wait to be back in your ears next week with more sleep tips. Nighty night!